Hi, loves. Welcome back to Strip Down. I have an amazing mama on the line who I actually followed and connected with on social media. She is a health and fitness coach and blogger and new mama. Marley, welcome to my show. Thanks for having me. Yes. And for those that don't maybe know you as Marley, it is Kaylin Crunches, which is such a fun name on social media. Yes. Thank you for being here. You're a new mama. You have a very um, demanding uh, newborn schedule. I remember those days. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, of course. It is pretty crazy right now, but I'm glad to be here. Yes. Awesome. Well, before we dive into mom life and everything, I would love for you to tell my audience just a little bit about yourself and, you know, um, getting into this new journey of being a mom. Sure. So I am born and raised and still living in Toronto and I have a three month old named Lily. And before mom life, I started a blog about health and fitness when I was working nine to five in real estate in a corporate job, which I hated. And I was super passionate about healthy, uh, my healthy lifestyle and getting back in shape while sitting at my desk all day. So I was always sharing tips and tricks on like how to stay healthy in your nine to five and decided to come up with my blog, Kale and Crunches, to share those tips and what I've been doing to keep in shape. And then that sort of evolved, I guess, into sharing more personal stories about my life. And, uh, and now it's a little bit more far removed from fitness. <laughs> so it's still all about my, my personal life. And I eventually left that job to pursue um, health and fitness, became a personal trainer, online health coach, nutritionist, all that good stuff. And that's basically what I was doing up until I had Lily. That's amazing. Good for you. And I love that you shared that, you know, you started in the corporate world and you kind of Mm -hmm. took the leap of faith to move over. Because I think a lot of times, obviously, especially we both are used to it with social media, people think things are instant. People think things are way more, you know, simple than they seem because social media creates it that way. And it's like, I think it's really good to share when you get to, you know, have these type of open raw conversations that like, Hey, I wasn't happy, but I did what I needed to do. And then I moved myself out and over and took that leap to be able to move over to something I was passionate about and then really share, you know, my tips and then eventually my life and my personal life. So good for you. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. It was a side hustle for such a long time. I never thought I could make money in health and fitness. I thought it was impossible. So it was something I was doing for fun in, you know, before work at 6am teaching spin class after work training clients. I did all of my certifications while I was working in my job and I really just didn't think it would ever be possible to make it full time. And I basically, as the blog was growing, I was still working in corporate for many years and then eventually, you know, took the leap in only in 2017. Good for you. Awesome. So awesome. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's like, I get it. I came from the corporate world too, within, you know, fashion mm-hmm. and everything, and then moved over, you know, and into styling first and then into TV. Like, I, you know, I totally get it. And it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's not easy, but it's like, if you're passionate and you work hard, you know, it will, you know, it will pay off, I believe, and it's worth it. So that's awesome. So good for you. So you have, you have mm-hmm. Lily. And you're a new mama. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. is that going? <laughs> oh my gosh. It is so different from what I thought it was going to be. Okay. So please Completely share. Different. Yeah. So I would say basically to sum it up, every single thing I thought about motherhood and becoming a parent 
was wrong <laughs> and everything that everybody told me was right. So you know everyone's <laughs> going to say like, oh, <laughs> oh, your life is going to change. You're going to have no time. You know, I, I don't know if maybe if it's just me, but I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm not going to be like that. Or, you know, I'm going to want to get back to work right away. Or, I'm you know, it's not going to be as hard for me. Like you kind of just come up with these scenarios in your head where you think it's not going to be as difficult or hard or painful or whatever. And then everything everyone says is true. Like time really does go by fast. You really should enjoy each stage and you're not going to want to get back to work right away. So <laughs> I wish I had just, I mean, it doesn't, I don't regret anything I thought, but it was definitely wrong what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy, right? Like how you think, same with me. I thought things were going to just like, you know, like just fit and like go along and like no big deal. Yeah. It's like crazy. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I have this brand new human and they don't like want yep. to cooperate with anything at all. And you just have to like surrender and just like go yes. with it and be like, okay, this is not going to go the way I think it is. So I'm just going to keep going along with it. You know, and I think it's like the more you fight it, the more it's hard to like keep going and to like be able to like get back. So it's like the more you surrender, the more you realize it's like a brand new chapter, a brand new journey, the more you kind of fall in. And that's like where I've gotten to. Like Amelia is almost 17 months old, which is just so crazy to me because I feel like mm -hmm. she was just, you know, three months old. And I look yeah. back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to just give him more because then it's like way easier for me to just like get things done versus trying to constantly fight, you know, the schedule and the this and the that, you know, and it's like, but it's like letting go of that control. And I'm still even learning it, especially being that I do work from home, like even with my podcast, like, you know, I record when she naps or when she's, you know, watching mm -hmm. a show and that kind of thing. And it's like, sometimes she doesn't want to be on my schedule and I get so frustrated. Yeah. But that's the time I told the person. And it's like, sometimes <laughs> I just have to let it go, you know? So it's like, Exactly. I totally get it. So that being said, how do you kind of handle things with Lily and, and or are are handling things and still learning and everything? So I think the first few weeks obviously were, you know, traumatic and you know, they're painful. I had a ton of anxiety. I found my recovery to be way harder than I ever could have imagined. Um and so I think as soon as I reconciled the fact that like my full-time job is now to a recover physically and b to feed her, because I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I just didn't realize that when you're nursing, it literally is your entire day. And oh, yeah, that is the beginning. Like <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't realize that like after, you know, when they're newborns and they take an hour and a half to eat and you're feeding them every two to three hours, like you don't get five minutes in between. Like you're, it's, time to do it all over again once they're burped and changed so I as soon as I kind of I love that word surrender like as soon as I surrendered to it and reconciled the fact that this is my full-time job mentally things became a lot clearer and easier for me and it was like okay Lily first and work second and I'm still not she's not on a schedule right now because she's still only three months she's not sleep trained or anything so it's a struggle. And I basically just try and fit in where I can. Like when I make appointments and meetings, I'm just completely guessing that I'll be, be able to actually do it at the time because I don't know when she's going to need to eat next or sleep next. Right. And I'm nursing her. So like, I can't just give her a bottle or anything. So it's a, it's right now I'm in the state of like the guessing game. Everything's a crapshoot. I'm just hoping it kind of works out and it's, it's stressful, but it's at the same time, once I've accepted that this is the fact, until she sleep trained in the month, hopefully, then that's sort of, I'm just kind of going with the flow. If that yeah, makes sense. And listen, and good for you because I didn't really recognize that 
in the beginning and I fought it and I fought it and I fought it. And I believe a part of it really led to my postpartum depression. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, a lot of moms really do all feel that way and have a hard time Mm -hmm. admitting that and surrendering to it. And I think that's where like for me, I, you know, kept not wanting to surrender. And then it just kind of added into my postpartum depression. And before I knew it, I was kind of too deep. And I wanted to go back to what you said about how you realized your recovery was not as easy. You know, that honestly resonated with me so much, Marley, and why I, you know, wanted you on my show and started following you and, 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 you know, reading your stories is because I saw you posting, you know, as a, you know, fitness coach, you know, and health blogger and everything talking about that your recovery wasn't the easiest and that. And I was like, oh my gosh, finally a mama who's like transparent and gets it and is, you know, saying that, especially being in like the field that you're in and what you do, because like, I feel like a lot of people like, again, aren't transparent and they do, you know, mm-hmm. hide things and this and that. And it's like, especially when they're in a certain field because they don't want to look a certain way. And I just appreciated so much that you were like, no, like my recovery wasn't you know, what I thought it was going to be. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So it actually started, I'd say in pregnancy and just being someone who shares their life online all day long, as you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I found pregnancy to be extremely hard as someone who's in health and fitness, both online and for my clients and the classes that I taught, because for my, my account, you know, leading up to it for the past you know three years was wearing a sports bra, having abs, eating kale, drinking smoothies, working out like crazy. So when I got pregnant and I felt like crap and I was exhausted and I wasn't working out, those first few three months were so emotionally difficult for me because I felt like a fraud. I'm like, my account's called Kale and Crunches. There's no kale. There's no crunches. I'm, I feel disgusting. I feel lethargic, but I still was trying to pretend to be this health and fitness blogger behind the scenes. You know, I was exhausted eating bagels and cheese all day long. So it felt like as soon as I came out with my pregnancy around like 14 weeks, that a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I felt for the first time in a long time, a purpose on social media. Like I can be real about what I've been going through. And then as soon as I started just to be really transparent with what I felt in pregnancy, I started to get, you know, this community of women who were, you know, the same, had the same duty as me or like, we're kind of all in this together. And it felt like I was being led into this secret club of women who were already moms and sharing their tips and advice. And it just completely redefined my account. And then, so for my whole pregnancy, I was really open and honest about like what I was eating, my acne. Like I always had perfect skin growing up. Then I got really bad cystic acne in pregnancy. I couldn't, I didn't want to, you know, be in photos. And I was just like, I didn't have the energy to film and put makeup on. So I was posting every day with like a beard of acne all day long on my chin and, you know, showing my bagels. And then when Lily came, I always found that I saw on social media, at least for like the moms that I followed, I didn't follow a ton of moms, just this like beautiful, these beautiful feeds and accounts and perfection and happy babies and like newborn bliss. And I felt she was here and I came home from the hospital and I had a healthy baby and I, you know, everything was supposed to be perfect. And I felt awful. I was terrified. I don't even know of what it was like this real heavy anxiety. I was, I was like bleeding and crying and I felt just so down and awful. And I it sort of was a turning point for me on social media. Where I was like, I'm either going to delete my account today or just tell it how it is because I cannot look at one other page that shows like a perfect kitchen with a, you know, a happy newborn smiling or like a mom in her skinny jeans five minutes after she gave birth. And it was like, 
I don't, I'm either going to share everything or I'm going to share nothing and delete this account. And I made that decision. I remember like the day I came home from the hospital that this was just going to be like real. And if you don't like it, then feel free to unfollow. And it sort of just, you know, blossomed there. Like people really saying like, you know, resonate with what you just said. And you're like resonating with the transparency and, you know, finally feeling happy to watch someone actually go through the hard times. And I was posting stories on my sits bath, like soaking my vagina after and like airing it out and sitting on a pee pad for dogs and my, and icing my vagina and like huge swollen ankles and all that stuff. And I was like, I'm sorry if I'm grossing some people out. I'm sure my audience is now like 99% female (laughs) versus like the 85 that it was, but it just, it felt so right. Yeah, no. And like, good for you because like you said, it resonates and it truly did. And, you know, I totally get it too. It's like, it's really hard when you're a new mom. And again, we have this picture, right? Like we have a picture of what motherhood is going to be. We have a picture of what everything's going to look like. And then you come home and the recovery is so intense for most and myself included. And I wound up in a C-section that I didn't expect to have after Mm -hmm. a mortgage hour, you know, labor. I know. I listened to your birth story. Oh my God, girl. Oh, it was, you. thank you. It Brutal. was intense, you know, and it was like, yeah, yeah. You, know, you come home, same thing, like, you know, similar you yeah. know, situation. I, I thought everything was going to yeah. be a certain way. You know, I thought, you know, everything was going to look a certain way. And I kept looking at all these moms I was following and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, how is it so blissful? How is it so perfect? Like, it is so mm-hmm. not like that in my household, you know? And right. for me, like, good for you. I really commend you for just starting to really share. Cause for me, I truly like signed off for like a good month, half, two months and went dark and was just mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. I can't deal. I got to get off social media. And then I came yeah. back after being able to like feel like I could stomach it and I was coming out of my postpartum depression and working through it and seeing therapists and all these different things. And I was able to like, you know, was meditating heavily and everything and see like life differently and be like, okay, I'm no longer going to let this be a trigger. I'm now going to mm-hmm. share and hopefully people, you know, are okay with it. And if they're not, oh, well, and same with, you know, yeah. similar to you, but I really appreciate that you from the get-go were like, no, you know what? I'm just going to share it. Like, this is what's happening. Like I'm swollen. I'm in pain. You know, I think it's like, it's just so important Mm -hmm. that us moms, you know, it's like, you know, there's like the hashtag, you know, mother united, but it's like truly like we have to actually be united and like share with each other. Like, it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay that your Mm -hmm. recovery wasn't what you thought it was going to be. And you know, you're going to work through it and you're going to get past it. And it's like, I feel like sometimes when I look at some moms, they don't realize not only are they giving like false hope to other moms, but it's like, they're really only like, they're hurting themselves too, because I'm sure in yes. some way, shape or form, and I'm probably gonna get, you know, shade for this, but it's like, you know, I really believe that like, it's gotta be hard for everyone because motherhood is like the hardest job, but most rewarding in the world. Exactly. I think that I almost feel sorry for like the photos that are so perfect because behind that there was probably so much struggle effort and work going into getting that perfect shot and it was probably really stressful yes exactly (laughs) you know it's like and And it's almost like I it's like yeah it's over I feel overwhelmed just looking at these perfect photos now right you're like you look at and you're like oh my god and then you know and then looking at the perfect body like that was the next thing for me you know with you because you know you're you know health and fitness like you know for me Mm -hmm. I'm a petite girl you know and it's like I thought in my mind like oh I'll just bounce back like no big deal like you know I'll just like after we do my body right? it was like haha yeah. nope you know yeah 
<laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, what is this? And even now, you know, I'm almost 17 months out and my body's definitely like way better in the space, but it's still not exactly what I thought it was going to be by now. And I've kind of finally started mm-hmm. again to surrender, to be like, you know what? I birthed mm-hmm. a human and it's not perfect, but it's like getting there and I'm doing as much as I can. And when I can do more, I'll do more. But you know what? It is what it is right now. And I've had to just kind of give in because otherwise I get so worked up and like being transparent and being honest, like especially being in the public eye and like going to events, having to do the carpets and all these different things. Mm-hmm. Like I have moments where I just break down because I'm like, I don't yeah. look like that person. My body doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. I do feel better, but I still don't feel good. And it's like, I have these moments constantly where I, you know, body shame myself and I'm like, stop doing that. It's like you birth a human. You have an amazing blessing in front of you. You need to like realize that it's not all going to mm-hmm. be what you think it's going to be. So I'm curious for you, Marley, as someone who is in yeah. fitness and everything, like how do you handle that? And like, I, I would like you to share that. Yeah, of course. So I definitely had a huge mental transformation when I got pregnant in terms of body image. So I obviously was like super careful of what I ate. And I felt like I had an image to hold as, you know, this personal trainer and hosting classes for brands and just being sort of in like the, I guess the Toronto public eye of fitness. Yeah. Um, and I was really, really hard on myself without even realizing it until I got pregnant. Because when I got pregnant, I would look back on photos, you know, as your body's transforming, you do like the comparison photos and a few things were happening. One, I would look back on photos and be like, wow, I can't believe how amazing I look and how I thought I was so much bigger or I thought I was, you know, so much less strong. And my, I realized I had like a ton of issues with body dysmorphia that I sort of, you know, I had like friends and family tell me, you know, come to me and say, you know, we think that you, you know, you, it sounds like you have this. And I'd be like, no, what are you talking about? I, I really could get stronger. I could, you know, show some more muscle definition or whatever. But at the time I, I didn't realize I was so in the thick of that in my head. And then when my body started to change, I'd look back on photos. I was like, oh my God, they were right. Like I was so, so off on what I actually thought, what I saw in the mirror. So that was happening. At the same time, I found myself starting to compare my pregnant body to other women online at the same time. I would search the hashtag like oh, six, wow. six pregnant and I would be like, Oh my God. Like, so the, you know, the biggest fitness blogger of them all, Kayla Edsina is like the most you know famous personal trainer online was, I think we had the same due date, funny enough. Oh wow. And I would go to like her page and she'd be like six weeks pregnant. I'd be like, okay, she still has a six pack and I, you know, and I don't. Or, you know, 20, if she's halfway there and she looks like she just ate a sandwich and I'm like full bone belly. And then I finally realized, oh my God, like, would I have ever compared myself to her before getting pregnant? No, we have completely different body types. We're people, different ages. Like I would never, why am I doing this in pregnancy? So that was also a big turning point for me then. Like if you didn't compare your body to people before, why are you comparing them in pregnancy now? So I really had to just check myself and be like, look, you were so fit and amazing before. Now your body's doing something incredible. And I had to sort of just let those comparisons go. But I do want to say is I did find a lot of the time people would say to me, if I ever complained, like, oh, you know, you're growing a human, like, you know, get over it. Or you just birthed a human in postpartum. Like you're going to, you know, get over, you know, of course you look this way. But I do think that women at the same time, even though, yes, the human body is so incredible and so amazing and can do all these incredible things. I do think we're also should be, you know, we should have permission to feel whatever we feel about our bodies, no matter what. And we should be allowed to want to get back in shape and want to get stronger. And it's not about bouncing back because I don't think your body ever goes back in time. And it's, you know, I think it's a brand new, beautiful body, but at the same time, 
we should have permission to feel whatever we feel. And I think there is as much as there's a lot of pressure to bounce back. There's also a lot of pressure to just have this acceptance. Like you have to be okay with your body because it did something incredible. So when like, you know, you're walking in the red carpet and you're feeling down on yourself and then you get hard on yourself, like I shouldn't feel bad. I birthed a human. Like you also are allowed to feel whatever you feel about it. And I think that that's something I'm sort of coming to terms with now. Right. Absolutely. It's like, you're allowed to feel all the feels. Cause like, let's be yeah. real, a lot of emotions, like our emotions have emotions and it's like, yeah, exactly. Know. It's like, yes, you birthed a human, but you're still allowed to like have those days where you're feeling down about yourself. Like there's also now this pressure that we're in this era of transparency on social media, but like, you don't always have to be in a good mood about your cellulite. Same way you shouldn't always have to be in a bad mood about it. Like you don't always have to be like this positive person 24 seven. And I think that's almost this new pressure that we're putting on ourselves now. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And it's like funny, right? When you see all these different things like change and people start changing, like the way they, they, you know, post things and this and that, it's like all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're like, oh, do I have to change what I'm doing? Or do I have to like reevaluate? And it's like, no, you made a really yeah. good point. It's like you stick to who you are and like, like similar, you know, you and I between our births and pregnancies and everything, it's like mm-hmm. chose to be real and just be real. Yeah. It's like funny now that like real is kind of like, I don't know, quote unquote trend, starting to trend. And it's yeah. like hilarious. Exactly. It's like, no, just be real. Just be for be real for you. Like just just show up and share what you want to share because that's what you want to share. Don't like think about what you want to share because you're trying to like you said keep up or make sure that you're doing the same as someone else. It's like this age of comparison and like time is mm-hmm. crazy, and I'm guilty of it too. And I'm trying to be really aware of that and not do yeah. that. You know, I appreciate that you saying that. You know, with your body and everything because again. It's such a vulnerable place to be and Mm -hmm. check in and say like, okay, I birthed a human. Like I'm not going to maybe be, you know, exactly what I thought I was going to be. And the bounce back, as you know, with my episode, like F the bounce back, like doesn't Mm -hmm. exist, you know? And it's like, it's okay, it doesn't exist, you know? And especially from you as a mama who is a fitness coach, Mm -hmm. you know, health and everything. It's like kind of nice to hear you say that because I think moms need to hear that. And like moms to be need to know, like, it is okay that like it doesn't happen, especially right away because it isn't the norm and, and you did just go through something incredible and your body is in mm-hmm. a brand new place. Right. Exactly. It's not going to happen, but I also think there's nothing wrong for me. My goals now are just more about functional living. Like I find my bucket and my stroller so heavy and I hate that I don't have my regular strength back. Like I miss feeling strong. I hate that I'm sweating every time I grab my bucket, putting it in and out of the car. Like I look like I just did a 20 minute or a 60 minute workout and it took me 20 minutes to fold up my stroller and bring it to the car. And I feel so weak. So like my goals are not aesthetic based now. They're more functional. Like I want to functionally be able to run after my daughter as she gets older without being out of breath. I want to be able to fold that stroller and lift the bucket and also hold the diaper bag without being in pain and having my shoulder hurt. So I definitely have goals and my body will change as I work out and eat better to achieve these goals. But you know, they're just, they're just different. They're just like motivated by different things now. Right. No. And that's great. And I think that's really important to share and, you know, also just mom to mom, like you're also in the like real thick of it right now. You'll start yeah. to see, like, <laughs> really will start to see in the coming months, like even just yeah. from doing all this with her, you will start to get strength because like I was the same way and especially my C-section, I could barely like pull things up. Oh yeah. That's so hard. So hard. And then after finally, after like months of things going by, like I finally started mm-hmm. getting strength with the stroller and the car seat and the thing right. that you know and it was just like oh my gosh okay and now it's so funny like now I feel like 
I lift everything like without, and people will look at me and like, Oh my gosh, you just like lift that over your head. And I'm like, mom strains, you know, it's like, you don't even realize. Exactly. It. It's and real. Like, yeah. It's a real thing. And I'm not even like working out the way I would like to, I'm like doing all of like, you know, a workout once a week right now. So it's like, you know, it, it's, it does come to you, but again, it takes time and mm-hmm. yep. thing and takeaway is like time is everything for us moms. And oh my like, God. Yeah. Like, that like you said, it's like you put so much pressure on yourself and you don't realize like your body is still adjusting. Your body is still coming into this new space of everything that you just did. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, kind of just surrender to that and like allow it to keep playing out. And I like that you said, you know, you're doing things for you for functionality and like for you personally and like what you're wanting to achieve no longer of the aesthetic. I think that's really great of you and like brave of you to say and put out there because especially as someone who is, you know, looked at, you know, for being this fitness coach and blogger and everything with health, it's like, yes, Mm -hmm. but now like I have a different focus and like, that's where I'm at now. And I think again, it's important to realize in motherhood, the shifts that you do go through and the transformations as as women that we go through, because I, I'm like, I've transformed completely from pregnancy to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The transformations are endless. And it's funny. I even mentally or like, pers- you know, my personality, I was like, I'm not going to be that mom when I was, okay. Basically when I was pregnant, I saw my biggest issue was going to be like balancing work and life and wanting to get back to work right away. But you know, and not be, not having a maternity leave because I own my own business. Right. And it's like, that's the opposite. Like I don't, my biggest thing is now is, you know, my, I'm obsessed with her and all I want to do is be with her. And I didn't think I'd care to talk about different strollers and products and stuff. But I'm so that mom that like wants to hang out with only her mom friends and talk about only. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Person that I swore I wouldn't be. <laughs> right. I listen, the same here. Listen, I, I get it. I yeah. was like the same way. I was like, you know, I'm going to go right back to styling. Like after she's born, like yeah. I'm just going to take her with me on set. And of course my C-side did not change, but I, I did take her with me like within the first few weeks and had her, you know, wore, mm-hmm. and I wore her and was dressing yeah. and styling. But then I realized when I was there that I was sad. And even though I had her on me, I felt like I wasn't present because I really wasn't. Yeah. I was working and I had this mm-hmm. moment of like, you know what? I don't want to be on set right now. I want to be home. And it was the craziest thing for me because for me, you know, similar situation. I wanted to get right back to work and start styling and, you know, being my clients and dressing and not miss anything of my celebrities and everything else. And now it's kind of crazy to say being, you know, almost 17 months out of this journey, like I still love going and dress my clients, but now I'm really choosing the ones I want to and like really making the time when I want to. And I'm no longer just mm-hmm. doing that as a job because I want to be home with her and I want to be a part of everything. And I don't want to miss things. And I never thought I'd be in that space. So I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like I said, everything that I thought was wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I, like, if you could tell yeah. another mom, like everything you think is wrong, not to like, like, not to like tell you you're wrong, but just everything yeah. you think that you're going into is wrong and just like shake it all off and just like go with it. Like, that's what I wish someone had said to me when everything yeah. else but it was like you know again like you also you don't want to listen to the advice exactly. before the advice is really annoying especially in pregnancy like I hated any tips I got from other moms especially when I was overdue and the tips to get induced I almost had a breakdown like deleted my Instagram account because the tips were so annoying and nothing worked right. so I was I found that like all the advice I got about pregnancy and like how to go into labor and how to feel better was all bullshit sorry can we swear on okay, this fine. But, um, <laughs> um, but everything was 
with motherhood is actually very accurate so far. Right. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree with you. I know one, I think two, <laughs> each of us go through obviously like different types of births and pregnancy. And it's like, it sets you yeah. up for your journey in motherhood and like what you are going exactly. through your child, because only you know how to be the best, best mom for Lily. And I only best mom for Amelia. You know, it's like what yeah. you're set up for, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's um, it's really, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Like when you, you know, when you really think about that in your own space and you're like, okay, stop giving me advice. If, if, if they want to share tips, fine. But it's like another thing to like right. down my throat. And don't you feel like that? Cause same with me, like people want to constantly shove stuff down your throat. Yeah, I think so. And I think you just sort of have to develop like a thicker skin and only really take the advice that I, for me, I listen to my pediatrician. I'm like, if I actually need advice, I will, you know, just go to her and listen to what she says, but I do appreciate the story. So I had a, here's an example. I had a block deck two days ago and it was the, one of the worst pains I've ever oh, felt in my life. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, uh-huh. this is worse than worse. And then nursing through it was like worse than childbirth. But I, so I went on my Instagram. I said like, I have a block deck, blah, blah, blah. And I'm only, I'm just going to pump on that side today. And then I think I got probably 400 messages that said like, you can't pump, you have to actually nurse it out. So I'm like, okay, 400 people are telling me that like, I actually have to nurse it out. There, there must be some truth to this. And I right. did and I nursed through it and it was awful and painful, but it's just funny. It's like, there are certain things where I think I know everything and, you know, but then it's, you have this general huge consensus of things that, you know, of the, of the truth and like what you actually need to do. And I think that's kind of funny and fun on direct messages. Although I think when I, as I get, or as Lily gets older, I think those messages will probably become more annoying. Like as I start to introduce foods and things like that, I think people's opinions will kind of drive me crazy on what I'm doing. So I'll, have, I'll be pretty particular about what I actually share. Of course. If I'm, if I'm not feeling ready and like if I'm feeling too vulnerable to take feed, you know, the feedback and things like that. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And I yeah. for you for getting through, you know, nursing the clog duck, trust me, I've been there. I get it. It's it's oh. and so painful. And like I've learned Oh my god. Because I'm 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 still nursing um just two times uh, morning and night and sometimes during the day if she's teething, but like I'm still nursing, you know, and it's like now it's like way easier because we're in such a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And it's like right. so you know, it's just so different than what it was at that time. And I remember how hard it was at the time you're in now and I would have yeah hucks and I would be like, you know, feeling sick. Like, and I got like really close to getting mastitis and all these things. And like, so I totally get it. And I had to learn like same thing I would share and people would tell me different things and I tried different things. And I started sharing what I was doing, what was working because it was like, Oh, well, yeah. you're sharing that with me. Like, so it is, it's interesting with social media, how certain things when you do want to share and it gives you good advice, you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really good to know. And there's other things where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to keep to myself or like, I might talk about it, but like, I already have my idea of what I'm going to do. So I think it's like finding that, you know, middle and balance of like what you're going to take in and what you're not. And like, what you know, is like, you know, like you said that you're going to allow to be vulnerable about and like what you're not. And Mm -hmm. obviously motherhood is vulnerability, right? So it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so it's like, so you're three months into this journey. What would you share with, you know, a mom to be, who's going to be coming into this, that like you, like we talked about, of course, like obviously, you know, it was hard and all that, but what would be like a real gem that you would share with another mom coming in that they should know that you feel like maybe you would have liked to have known? I would have liked to have known that I can, I can set more boundaries right from the beginning. So I found that like visitors were extremely overwhelming and causing me a ton of anxiety but I only figured that out in hindsight when I was going through the thick of my anxiety and looking back at the things that were triggering me. And I just found that 
people coming over all the time. And as much as people are trying to be helpful and like bring food and things like that, I was just constant. And we're, you know, we're so lucky to have an amazing family in Toronto. My husband and I both have really big families, a ton of friends, but I just didn't realize it at the time. So I think that being like setting more boundaries is totally okay. And if you don't have to be nice at this time, like this time is about you, it's about surviving and it's about your baby. And that's, those are the three things. And that's all that matters. And it's not about being polite. So I wish that someone had said to me, like, you know, lock your door. You know, you don't have to be polite right now. You can, you know, you don't, if someone wants to bring you food, they can leave it on your doorstep. They don't need to come in. And I wish I had set more boundaries about people coming into my personal space the first few weeks in. Yeah. And the second thing I would say, yeah. Oh my God. It was, that was awful. (laughs) The visitors drove me nuts. Yeah. And again, it's like, you know, we don't know this. And same with me. I had to finally say to my mom one time when family wanted to come, I'm like, mom, I can't today. Like, I just need to like be on my own and be with her and just like be here. I can't like entertain and this. And it's like, you do like, you have to set boundaries and same with me with even with clients. I had to start setting boundaries with styling. And it's like, and it's funny that like, you don't feel like you can give yourself that permission, but you're right. Like you really need to. And it's like, it's really important for you to be, you know, selfish in that moment and be like, I'm a new mom and I'm really experiencing this. And I need to just like allow myself to go through it and not have those things. So for you, you keep talking about your anxiety. So did did you have postpartum anxiety then? So I, so I was, I never had anxiety in my life. I've, I actually had a couple like weed induced panic attacks when I was like 18 okay. <laughs> and then never smoked weed again so like that okay. was sort of my only <laughs> experience and I, and I only say that is because I had a panic attack at that time so I know what a panic attack is okay so okay. I came home from the hospital and I had a really really great pregnancy aside from the last like eight days when I was overdue that sucked I was in pain I wanted the baby out it had to get induced that was hard and I had all things considered aside from getting induced a great delivery and Lily was only ever healthy and everything was great and I came home from the hospital and again, like I said, I just expected to feel bliss and my family came over and we, I was in the kitchen and I was taking out plates to serve dinner. Like they ordered in dinner and I, you know, you want to be the hero that just had a baby and that could set the table. And I was in the middle of setting the table. And like, as I was putting a plate down, I just had like a full blown, awful panic attack. Like I lost feeling in my hands. I couldn't breathe. Things went blurry and I kind of looked around. I went. I took my husband. I went to the bathroom and I sat down with him and I said, "I've had this before, but I'm I'm having a panic attack." And I didn't know that, you know, and my milk had come in that day, so I didn't know that there was, you know, science behind everything that had happened to me. I didn't know that this was just as regular as first trimester nausea. That I, this is basically what should be happening. That like you should feel panicky. That you should feel scared. That you know, anxiety is, you know, this is hormones, this is science, this is what's happening, it should be happening. And I right away spiraled really quickly, like, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. Okay, I have postpartum depression and anxiety. And like, I self-diagnosed myself within, you know, seconds. And it really spiraled for like 48 hours where I had no feeling in my hands and feet. I could barely, I was only nursing, but I, I could barely, I couldn't hold a conversation. I, and I wasn't even crying at this point. Like that's how I was so scared to like feel anything that I just, I had, I couldn't let anything out. Wow, and it was it was awful. It was terrifying. I called my um, family doctor, and she sort of almost like laughed. She's like, "Oh my God, you've 
you're, you're like 36 hours into this. Like, of course you're feeling scared. Of course you're feeling panicked. Like when's the last time you slept? And I hadn't slept. And I even had a night nurse, like someone, I don't know how they do it in the States, but in Toronto and like in Canada, a lot of people get them from like 9 PM to 9 AM. They just do like the night shift for 12 hours. So I had this night nurse and like the whole point of her was that I could sleep and she could take care of Lily. And like, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat also, which is a big thing. So I was trying to nurse, like I, I didn't ingest any food for, and I, there was no sleep. So like, I was just, I was not functioning at all. Aside, like the only thing I was doing was like breathing and nursing. So it was a really, really scary time. And what helped was I spoke to a doctor, I spoke to my doctor who told me that I wouldn't even be eligible for like a proper clinical diagnosis for my psychologist unless I slept. So, because sleep, you know, lack of sleep really screws with your head and that's like a form of torture and that no one would even be able to assess me for proper anxiety or depression if I didn't get some sleep. So I spoke to a lactation consultant and I told her I had a night nurse and she said, okay, so our plan of action is to maximize your sleep so you can start to feel better. And, you know, she explained to me how I can get six hours without pumping and releasing my boobs and, you know, all that stuff. So eventually over a couple of days, I started to sleep a little bit more and then I started talking to my friends my best friends, by the way. And it turns out that they all went through the exact same thing and they all shared with me their first panic attack. One was like, I was at the drugstore picking up diapers. It hit me there. One was like, I was on the car ride home from the hospital. So it was basically as soon as I started to sleep a little bit more and as soon as I started to hear from other people that I trusted that what I was feeling was normal, the anxiety anxiety started to level out that I could function during the day. Nights were a different story. Come 6 p.m., like panic attacks set in, lost my appetite, and this went on for quite a while. I ended up seeing a social worker six weeks in at my hospital where I delivered, and I wasn't officially diagnosed with postpartum anxiety because by the time I had seen her at the six-week mark, I was feeling a lot better, and I wasn't having daily panic attacks. So I'd say from what sick, like week six on, I hadn't, I haven't had a panic attack and I haven't really been feeling any anxiety. So I wasn't diagnosed with it because it, it basically stopped before like the two month period. And I think that what they told me was like, if it's still continuing after two months, then they would start to diagnose you. Right. Okay. So you kind of got in the middle of it while it was, while things were kind of happening, but you were also recognizing that you were having anxiety because you had had panic attacks in the past and everything else. Correct. So it was like, exactly. it wasn't really foreign to you per se. No, exactly. I was lucky almost to have that experience all those years ago. And then I was able to pinpoint this is happening. I spoke to a doctor and I got on top of it in a matter of like hours. I was like, okay, this is happening and I need to fix it now. So it didn't fix overnight. It took weeks and weeks and weeks, but I got on top of it right away because I knew what, I knew what it was. I knew that I was having anxiety. If that right. makes sense. Right. No. Yeah. That, I mean, that yeah. make a lot of sense. So, so for, mm-hmm. you know, a mom to be, or even a new mom that's listening, mm-hmm. how would you say, I mean, obviously you went through your own panic attacks when you were young, but like, how would mm-hmm. you say that they could kind of be aware of that? Because it is something that is so common. And again, us mm-hmm. mamas feel so alone in it and we think something's wrong mm-hmm. that feeling that way. Yeah. So I think just recognizing how you're feeling and then knowing that all these feelings are normal. So for me, it was like, I lost my appetite. I had a pit in my stomach, like something bad was about to happen. That was a big symptom. And also I saw danger everywhere. Like, I don't know if this, you felt this too, but like my senses were so heightened that like if a bus was driving by me and I was walking down the street, it was almost as if the bus was like 
like so close to me and so loud, like my senses were on overdrive and I thought I could see danger everywhere. I was like, there's a bus, you know, we're going to get hit by a bus. There's a blender. We're going to get caught in the blender, like thinking the most obscure things that would never happen. Like there's stairs 10 feet away from me. I'm going to trip and fall down the stairs holding her. Like I would just come up with these crazy scenarios of things of this, of these dangerous scenarios of bad things that could happen because my hormones were like tricking me as you know, it's like you get into fight or flight mode and your nervous system is on overdrive and you know, the lack of sleep and your brain is just whacked out thinking of these things. And it's all normal. Like it's literally the science of postpartum. Like these, you know, it's your hormones going crazy, but they're supposed to be going crazy. (laughs) Like it's just another symptom. So it's sort of recognizing that like, yes, you're going to think these things, but it's normal that you're thinking these things. So because you're like seeing a a blender and think that you're going to, you know, get caught in the blender with your baby. Yes. That, like that's a horrible, awful feeling, but it's also normal that you're feeling that and you don't necessarily have anxiety or depression because you're feeling that, or like, you're not going to have that, these feelings for the rest of your life. Right. Does that, right. that, that make sense? Like sort of like recognize that you're going to think horrible, terrible, awful things and be so terrified out of your mind that it's not going to last forever. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And I think that's really important to say that it's not going to last forever. And that like, if you do notice it, then it's okay. Like you said, to like be aware and like you should get mm-hmm. help and you should be, and you should ask about it, even if it is right away, yeah. right, right yeah. away, even if it is normal so that you're aware yeah. of it and that you are, you know, taking care of it and doing what you need to do. So it's like, you know, it, it's really important that you share that so that people know like, okay, it's okay. Cause that was the thing with me too. Like everyone was mm-hmm. you know, saying to me like, Oh, how did you know you had postpartum depression? It was like, well, I didn't. I mean, I had anxiety like you did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it went from anxiety to feeling down and then like just starting to spiral and all these things. And I felt mm-hmm. it for a second, but I kind of ignored it because I thought to myself, oh, I'm just hormonal. Like it's just, you know, it's just part of it. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's part yeah. of it in a sense. But when it gets too far, that's when all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it's no longer you know, okay. And it's like, you do need to recognize it and you do need to figure out, you know, how to fix it and how to work through it. So I think it's really good that you really did notice and were able to work through your anxiety and did reach out pretty fast. I didn't reach out that quickly. And so I think it's really great to share that for their moms because I was part, you know, I had part shame. I had part denial. I had a lot of things Mm -hmm. that I just felt like, you know, this can't be, and I'm madly in love with her and I just want to be home with her. Like, how could I be, you know, in a bad space? Like, there's no way it's just, it's just my hormones, just this, it's just that. But it was like, no, like, yeah, sure. Your hormones play into it. But at the end of the day, there was still something deeper going on with me and lying within me. So, you know, it's like, I think it's really great that you are sharing that you did have that anxiety and you did get a hold of it and you were aware of it and you work through it. So by the time you did kind of go in when you would have essentially maybe been told you had postpartum anxiety and evaluated, you were already right. kind of past it and you didn't right. have to, you know, go to the next steps with that, which is like, right. you know, I think, I think amazing. And I guess probably also with you being a health and like fitness coach, I would mm-hmm. imagine kind I of, I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you, right. Like that's something that yeah. you kind of picked up because of who you are and like your job and everything. Right. I was just going to say, I, like physically, I have, a, you know, I have greater body awareness than the average person. Like I'll catch a pain or something feeling off in my shoulder or my wrist faster than someone else would, because that's what I do. Like I know my body so well, I know the things to look for. So I think there's like that overall awareness that I had that 
you know, someone might not necessarily have, especially if they don't, I'm also really lucky to have a lot of friends in the exact same space as me right now. Like the same season, having babies, my best friend, you know, our babies are a couple weeks apart. So I think that also really helps too. And like, it's not, not everyone has that. So you might just be, you know, bringing this baby hospital and feeling all the feels and like feeling really alone this is not we're not knowing what's normal and what isn't but either way even and like you said it, regardless of whether or not it is normal I think you should go get help right away even if you're not going to get diagnosed with anything just to speak to someone who is um, you know objective about the whole thing and they can just give you like a clinical uh, assessment and you know just not like mom to mom but like physician or um specialist to mom, <laughs> someone yeah, doing, like outside right. of it Someone all, that you, yeah, you can like, trust outside for sure. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think, think that's so, really, yeah. and I love that you all, by the way, said Marley that like, you know, you have a lot of moms that are in the same position as you. Can you talk yeah. about how important it is to have a mom tribe? Oh my God. It is everything. I would not have survived those first few weeks without my friends who are moms. And I also experienced something funny so I have a few of my best friends that had kids about two years before I did and then one of them happened to have another um and so we're still sort of in the same timeline but a lot of them came to me after I opened up to them they came over to visit me and the baby and I was you know finally crying to them and like releasing everything and they all said to me like I went through this too I went through this too and then I experienced this overwhelming sense of guilt as a friend that like they were going through this and I didn't know or I didn't know how bad it was and I wasn't there for them as a friend and I was a lot of tears and apologies and saying like I'm sorry that you went through this and I didn't know and I wasn't there for you because when I like at the time when I was going through it it was just I felt like I wouldn't have survived without my friends and my tribe and knowing that everything I was going through was completely normal so I was I was like constantly apologizing and calling up all my mom friends being like I'm sorry that you were going through this and I didn't know how to be there for you <laughs> so that yeah. was just like a side you were funny thing that was happening room. yeah right completely yeah. different yeah exactly. exactly like and like and that's just I think that goes to show like how important the mom tribe is because people can tell you how hard it is, what you're going to feel, what the anxiety is like, what the recovery is like, but until you're in it, you will never understand. So to have someone even just in the same like season as like a three month old versus, you know, talking to someone with a six month old, because I think also a big part of life is that you do forget how hard it was. And that's why the human race continues to grow. (laughs) Because if you remembered how hard it was, everyone would stop at one kid. So I think it's really important to be with someone who's in the thick of it when you are, because speaking to someone with like a 15 month old, like you, you almost forget how painful that first latch was or how bad those like post-labor cramps were, or even like in pregnancy now, I can look at someone nine months pregnant and be like, oh, I love being pregnant. And then be like, oh wait, no, I felt like shit. Or I was in so much pain towards the end. Like you almost forget. So I think finding someone who's like as close to the age of your child as possible is so important and not to compare, not to compare milestones and they're sleeping, you know, or they're, are they rolling over at the same time, but to just be in like the thick dark moments together is so important. And if you don't know anyone, I think Facebook is an amazing resource for that. You can search like people in your area and mom groups, music classes, join, you know, join a music class or a stroller fit thing or something to find people, kids around the same age and, and just speaking to, and moms are like, you know, so open. And I think like no one would ever be weirded out if someone reached out being like, Hey, we live in the same neighborhood. Our kids are around the same age. Do you want to go for a walk? I don't think anyone would ever be weirded out by that. So I think finding someone with the kid as close to your age as possible is the best thing to do. 
No. And I think that's really, really good advice because it's just, I realized so quickly that I needed a mom tribe and how much that helped me to feel like I wasn't alone. And, you know, and honestly, that's kind of what this beautiful podcast has become. It's like, Mm -hmm. I started it, you know, out of my postpartum depression and like out of kind of just needing a place to vent and feel like it was essentially my own therapy. But now I've connected with so many amazing mamas like you and others that I'm like, no, are part of my tribe. And I'm like, you know, person, like we still chat and we still support each other. And it's like incredible Mm -hmm. when you find those people, that's when you really do feel like you're not so alone. And like you said, you feel like, okay, this is totally normal. And like, even though I'm maybe not going through the exact same thing as you, like it's still something similar and I can feel like I'm no longer alone. I think that's the biggest thing of motherhood is like, you just don't Mm -hmm. want to feel alone. You know, we all want to know we're doing the best we can do and we're all in this together. And like, we like, you've got this, like, it seems hard right now, but like, it will get better and it will continue. And like you said, I love that. Cause I always say the same thing. It's like, if we remembered it, like then we, you know, we would actually yeah. not do it again, but obviously right. you know, it's like, <laughs> by the God in the universe. And it's like, Oh, you don't remember now you want to do it again. You know? So it's like, exactly. Like, can you imagine remembering like those first few, those like labor felt like or those you know the first trimester felt like like you would never do it again right exactly I know even when I like start like people are like now asking me to like recap all that you know that I'm like further out and like I've started like writing it down and I'm like I remember it but not like like the tiny little details and it's true it just like Mm -hmm. disappears it's like nope you're not gonna remember because we want to make sure you're gonna do this again Yeah, like you remember that first moment you held your daughter, but like, do you really remember that first um, contraction felt like? I hope right. not. <laughs> you know, right? Totally. No, I love it. No, it's so awesome. Yeah, no, and I, I really appreciate you being so, you know, real and raw and transparent because truly, like. I, that's really my passion now, like, you know, with this podcast and with my guests is really sharing that, you know, stripped down self and sharing that real and raw, mm-hmm. your authentic self. So, you know, thank you so much. I know it's going to help so many other mamas and they're going to, you know, want to go check you out and, you know, get to further follow you. Is there anything else you'd want to leave my audience with before we go? Um, don't be scared. I hope we didn't scare you. <laughs> I love it. It really is amazing and beautiful. Don't be scared. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, but that's so yeah. honest and it's so true. And right. It, and even if you are scared, like it'll get, it'll get better and it'll, you know, and it, it's beautiful yeah. and like, it really is like the best thing in the world. Even if in the moment at first you're like, oh my gosh, like, what is this? You know, it's like you, like yeah. us, you know, you're three months out. I'm seven, almost 17 months out. It's like, it does get better and you do start exactly. to like figure it out you know it's like so just understand it's all normal and it's all like playing out you know the way it should and like you will you know work through it and everything well thank you so much Marley you're amazing could you tell yeah, my audience you know. where to find you and like just plug your stuff so people can check you out yeah of course so on my blog it's www.kaleandcrunches.com crunches with a k i have a ton of blog posts about like my birth story postpartum recovery i wrote one really in the thick of my postpartum recovery it lists everything i went through physically and mentally step by step and all the things i did to help me and um, i did give a six-week update after that so a lot of postpartum information and things that helped me get through it i'm super active on instagram it's at kale underscore and underscore crunches with a k i'm always answering dms and chatting and if you just want like a behind the scenes look at my 
real life covered in spit up hair and a greasy bun with my baby, <laughs> then check out my stories. And I also have a YouTube channel that I'm hoping to get back to if I can ever find the time to edit again, which is also <laughs> Kale and Crunches. <laughs> you will, you will. And it just, you know, might be, might be a little bit longer once you find your rhythm, yeah. you know? <laughs> No, you're doing great, Mama. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much you. for being on. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Lisa Drexman, founder of Fit for Mom and the author of The Empowered Mama. Come on over and check out my podcast. I want to help you reclaim your health, your time, and yourself. I want to help get you out of overwhelm and get you into living your best life as a mom. I interview top mom entrepreneurs on how they started their business and how they do the motherhood. Check out the Empowered Mama podcast.